Yeah. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm essential, man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rift, though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent, though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. All right, what up, though, everybody? Um, this is episode 50 of the Mental Matters Podcast, uh, featuring your favorite two, co- favorite two co-hosts, Jarrell and Rich. Uh, zero. Man, we are in this thing. Um, I'm excited. Um, this is our opportunity to, um, two years ago, we decided we wanted to uh, create a community where us as black men can get together, kick it, talk about life experiences, and, um, you know, just show the world that it's okay for black men to be transparent. And today I was, I'm afforded the opportunity to kick it with some of my favorite dudes of like the last decade, if you will, like no shade, like we all owe this hell, so let's just get that out the way right now. Um, This is a special edition of the podcast, not only for episode 50, but um, in collaboration with Next Steps Together. Um, it is an effort for all black men to get together and um, just talk about their experiences about what's going on in society now with COVID-19, um, the racial pandemics, things of that nature, and for us to have a real conversation about it. So with that being said, man, I don't think we ever had this many hosts. I mean, other people on our show, right, Jarrell? <laughs> so <laughs> so we go get this ball rolling. Um, first... I don't want to go into how long I knew y'all order, but man, so I'm going to start with this brother right here. So I met this gentleman, I was thinking 2008, 2009, um, 2008, and he's literally been dragging me to make sure that if we was going to go to school together and get engineering degrees that I would not give up because he ain't going to give up. And his brother's like a brother to me, all of them are like brothers to me, but I think of all of you guys, he's the first one I met, and yeah, he's part of the reason I am how I am now, so um, my brother Jerron, what up though, man? Hey, what's going on, Rich? Thanks for yeah. the kind words. Love man. you. Love you too, man. Whew, the caveman as we know it, this man was always in the engineering building, just like, if you ain't studying, you ain't breathing, it's just like, what? Wait, I thought I was doing enough, bro, like. All right, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we welcome you. Thank you for joining us, man. Ah, uh, man. These mugs. The rest of these three is like my twins, though. But I got to respect them in order because they're legit the twins. Ah, uh, man. My man with my favorite initials in the world, R-Dub. Young Ryan. Ryan O'Willifred, everybody. This is like, you know, we all have a unique bromance, but this is like the dude that's just like, oh no, we're getting these hugs in. And definitely one of my favorite people. Ryan, what up though, man? Welcome to the Mental Matters Podcast. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Y'all are gentlemen, scholars, and <laughs> I appreciate being on. <laughs> yeah, man. Appreciate you. Whew. At one point in time, my VP for Nesby and 
definitely one of my closest people. The man that is so hard to reach, but when you finally pick up, it's like we never got off the phone. Andrew Jax, also known as Drew, also known as Jax, also known as I'm just chilling. What up, though? <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> man. Yo, thanks. Definitely. Stay safe out here. Oh, yeah. And this dude right here, he's, I think, the youngest of the whole bunch, actually. Uh, man, CP, young Chris Porter. So, whew. I don't even know what to say about you, man. Like this, this dude. When I, I remember when we first met, he was just like, "Yo, I'm about to." My, my man's a hundred grand, and then like we, I just, I couldn't get rid of him. He was just like that cool. I was like, I, I can't get rid of this dude. This, this my homie. So, Chris, what up, bro? How you doing? What up? What up? Thanks for having me, man. I definitely appreciate it, man. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So, yeah, this is a special edition. We're going to get right into this thing. Um, so just to kick this thing off, the way this is set up is when it comes to Next Steps Together, um, there are several parts to this, and this is going to be a two-part episode because I want to make sure everybody has a chance to give their input about certain things in the in our society right now. So there's the intro, there's the verse, the chorus, like every good song has, and then the outro. So, with that being said, um, we'll we'll start. We'll go around the room. So, Jerron, why did you decide to, um, you know, join this conversation? Yes, uh, uh, that was a great opportunity to connect with all you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a while. Um, where I live at, there's not really that many African Americans. Um, it's good to be able to speak or speak freely with people that see the world, um, even if not even if not the same, maybe similar to you do. No doubt. So, Jax, same question to you. So. I mean, it's important that black men talk a lot, you know, with each other to just kind of keep in tune. So why is this important conversation important to you? Oh, uh, let's see. Thinking back off of Jerron, I haven't seen y'all in a while. And since we can't really physically be, we can physically be near each other, but right now I don't trust it because <laughs> we still got to be safe. But uh, with, with all that's going on right now with COVID, with another, like a series of just black folk getting killed. Uh, we we need a space because I don't know how everybody's workplaces are. Mine, we've been kind of skirting around it being corporate PC. So to have real conversation with real people and like especially y'all that I trust and I basically became a man with all y'all around the same time, this should be a, this should be a fun thing. And also just to support y'all on your platform. So that's why I joined. I think you muted, Richard. Aren't you? I can hear you. I feel like the old people that work. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's so important that you have these spaces because 
at the end of the day, like, you know, we don't have that same space at work. You can't say all the things you need and want to say. And, um, you know, and what you said is just with all so much going on and I, it, it's hard to not be able to kick it with y'all like that. It literally hurts me. Like, damn, like, I think it was like literally between Jarrell, Ryan, and Chris, like it's always been like some type of delivery scenario. Like I'm bringing you this. So I need this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, ah, like you right there. I can't come on. Give me just a, all right, cool. Hand down. Cool. Like it's, it's been crazy. So, man, I don't know. I mean, this is a definitely a different space. Ryan. So I'll start with you. So far as this conversation is concerned, uh, what do you hope to get out of it? Okay, I'm unmuted. <laughs> All right, I'm just um, really hoping to just, you know, really have a productive conversation um, about some of the things that we've been experiencing for like the last few months. And to have that, you know, among all of us who, um, who we trust, we trust one another. And I know that for a couple of us, or maybe all of us, it's probably been difficult um, navigating that through work, especially if you have a job that might not necessarily <laughs> uh, be, um, I guess, concerned about the issues that are affecting Black people. So, um right. I'm just really looking forward to just having an, an open dialogue and conversation and to learn something from you all. Absolutely. You know, especially here at the eve of Juneteenth, um, it seems like Juneteenth is becoming more popular because it's the cool thing to do. Just like, um, just being frank, Black Lives Matter is the coolest thing in the world apparently right now. It's a trend, but it's more than a trend. And I think that's what kind of breaks my heart about being a black man in society today is that they think the culture's cool you know the clothes are cool things we do is cool but they don't want the experience part of it and you know for this discussion I'm just like I want to make sure that we have our chances to just get it out get it whatever it is on our chest um I know we're gonna kick it like we usually do somebody gonna say something outrageous but at the end of the day, it's important that we have that space because we, like you said, we otherwise don't have that. So, with that being said, um, so Jarrell, for you, I mean, I get to talk to you probably the most um, these days. Um, are there any other groups that um, I'll start with you anyway? As far as other black men groups where you guys get together and just chat about stuff, because I know it's been like a passion project of yours for a while since we even started this podcast so yeah so I mean there's a few um I guess you call like networks that allow for like black men to get together and like communicate even like throughout the last couple of months so church would be one of them you know being able to like actually have like a black pastor and be able to have like you know certain men within like that community um not be afraid to speak about what's actually going on right now, um, being able to relate to one another. Um, like how he said, there's no code switching <laughs> in that network around one another because we're all the same and we all deal with the same black issues. Um, 
I haven't. The one that I am missing right now will be the barbershop. The barbershop was a good a good spot to just go and just relax, you know, just like because one of the things that the barbershop has that the church doesn't have is that even in church, like you still have to guard your tongue a little bit. Well, even that barbershop is like everything, you know, it's free range. You can say whatever you want to say. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, you know. Um, so the barbershop, I'm, I miss that one right now. You know, just the sports talk, just like the laughter, just, you know, being able to just like laugh at people, you know, they, they come in there clowning and yeah, that atmosphere I miss right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the barbershop has opened up. So, I mean, if you, you want to go, you can just go, but I don't know. It's just it's not the same. Because my barber, he's taking um, individual appointments now. It's like it's just you and him. Like nobody else could be in there at the same time. So that's that's putting a strain on the whole combos that used to happen in there. Yeah. So, Jax, you going back to the barbershop sometime soon? Or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Low key, I'll probably have to because uh, I got engagement photos coming up. Oh. So I got to get a crispy uh, lineup and a fresh shave. Uh, my girl slash fiance slash my girl. <laughs> uh, she's been uh, giving me that good Corona shape up since uh, more now. So that's been the easiest part. But right next week, up and get ready for this new uh what they call it the new normal <laughs> especially yeah. in uh like in institutions we used to like have no fears or worries yeah i mean first and foremost congratulations to you i know you've been uh first off this was the most low-key conversation we had to have like so i got engaged though it was like you didn't think you wanted to start off with that some months ago but uh it's been a while i think it's well it's like january i believe so congratulations to you guys and i can't wait to see how this all transpires and uh the next step for you brother um so with that being said i think it's important to know before we jump straight into all of this discussion is and this is probably the most cliche of all the questions y'all gonna get today so i hope you're ready but uh, I just want to go around that room and understand why your mental matters to you. So, uh, man, so I'm going to go with Chris. Why my mental matters? Um, I'd say more so because I think a lot of people depend on you for your mental. Um, whether it be you know, for work, uh, wife. Uh, no kids yet, but for future kids, you know, involved, like you want to make sure you're all the way there so you can be there for the other folks in your life. Uh, one thing I always tell people, like, you can't pour from an empty cup, so you have to make sure you're okay first before you go to, like, saving others and helping others. Um, and it's, it's your mental should always be a priority first amongst a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Outside, even outside of, you know what I'm saying, your physical health and everything else, those are definitely big big things but you know I can I can be the most muscle bound you know fit person in the world but if my mental ain't together like that's I, I'm fighting a losing battle I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> but ultimately I think that it's important for us as men to know that 
you can't have your best physical health without your mental health. And a lot of times it gets substituted for one another, but they're in fact one of the same, one of our past guests, um, David, who is the um, CEO of Inception, the first mental health, the world's first mental health gym, um, elaborated a lot on, you know, making sure that your physical and mental health is thought about as one overall unit. Um, Ron, I mean, you, you know, why does your mental matter to you? Um, in general, like you have to, you have to make sure that you're always constantly taking care of your mental, your drawing, healthy boundaries, and and sometimes um, you don't know what boundaries to draw until someone crosses them. But um, or I guess I guess I shouldn't say cross them, but pushes you to a point that makes you uncomfortable. Um, so I. I just I, I think it matters because it's it's a part of your overall well-being, right? So it goes back to like the conversation that you all were mentioning, like you could have one and you know not the other, right? And then you still not be whole or healthy or whatever. So gotta you gotta get the mind right. And anyway, like your your mind is what you know pushes you, right? So you constantly have to make sure that it's strong. You're constantly, you know, making sure that you're taking care of your mental well-being so that you can continue to to push yourself to do the things that makes you successful. Duran, what about you? Why does your mental matter to you? Is Rich having a hard time over here? He broke uh, no, Clearly. Oh. I always break stuff. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Jerron, what about you? Why does your mental matter to you? Uh, I don't have a really good answer. I I've never really considered my mental health uh, until recently. I think this is probably a time better served for me to listen more so than to uh, give you an answer. I think it would be uh, it'd be fake if I said anything really. Oh, well, I can appreciate that because um, it's raw, it's honest. I mean. There, there's legit been people uh, we've asked that question to even, but especially for me, I've asked this question to somebody, and I looked at their response, and I was just like, you lying. Like, you didn't even mean that. Like, come on, man. It's okay, like, to not know. Like, you know, a lot of people these days, especially in 2020, we're getting to the point where we are legit now thinking about what that is. Like, what our mental health looks like, what it sounds like, you know, what's healthy for me, what's not. Like, what should I turn off? What should I turn on? So, I mean, that's perfectly valid. So, Jax, I mean, 
you know, you've been going through a lot of different changes at work, et cetera. So what about you? Why does your mental matter to you? Uh, honestly, <clears throat> like Jerron, I haven't really thought about it early until maybe I started working full time. Like after, <clears throat> excuse me, after graduation. Like, I was always, I'm laid back, I'm cool, calm, collected. So every day is like, cool, I don't stress over much. But as like work and life and all that stuff started happening, I noticed there was times where I was just kind of like thinking, like, how am I really feeling? And all that good stuff. So like I started taking it more seriously. Like I'd probably say at the beginning of the year, especially when I first, when I turned 30, I started looking at it a little bit more. Um, my ways of kind of exploring why my mental matters are still in development, but I can honestly say I'm kind of trying to take steps to kind of get further along to why it matters and to why to do like things that kind of make and kind of throw my whys. You know? So it matters because in the end. You kind of live in your, <clears throat> I live in my head a lot. So if I can kind of make it smooth as my outside appearance, that would be helpful. So with that being said, um, I appreciate all the answers. Drew, I think it's at this point that we get to go into the strength of the chorus of this thing. So um, for those that don't know, the chorus is basically a lot of what's going on in the world from COVID-19 to um, supporting black women. Um, even what the country means to, to us at this point in time. And I know there's going to be a lot of different mixed answers. Um, I know I got them, but I'd rather defer to y'all at this time. Um, so, Jarrell, go ahead and take us, man. I know you like freestyling anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see. Okay. I'm not on mute. Pulling up the, the chorus right now. So <clears throat> I guess we'll start off with the first question that they have within the template. Um, how have some of you guys been impacted by the COVID-19? I guess we could start with, with Ron, because he's like in the first corner of the uh, screen. <laughs> Okay, so the question was, how was I impacted by COVID-19? Yep. Um, well, <laughs> if, so first I thought my job was um, recession, uh, whatever you want to call it, pandemic proof, um, because I work in defense. And so um, during all of that craziness, um, like almost half of our workforce got furloughed. So then I got furloughed, but then I only ended up getting furloughed for like two weeks. <laughs> uh, so it was like a vacation essentially. Um, and then I ended up like going back to work. Um, I think like what, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it because like, even though, like, even with me going back to work, I just felt like some things were still partially normal for me. Mm -hmm. um, 
because I obviously still had to go outside. I still had to go to work. You know, I still had to do my normal grocery store runs. You know, the only thing that really changed was how I did it for the most part. So obviously wearing a mask, um, you know, always carrying hand sanitizer, which I normally did anyway. Um, like, <laughs> so it, it was like slightly inconvenient. Um, the only thing was that because in my group, um, some of my group members are baby boomers, right? And so that's the group that's affected the most by the virus. And mm-hmm. so I, I know with me, I always had to be conscious of where I was going, you know, to obviously make sure like I'm not taking stuff to work mm-hmm. that could impact my older coworkers, especially considering like people in our age group could be shown as like asymptomatic. So I could be a carrier and don't know I'm a carrier and don't have any symptoms. And I take it to someone who's older and then they get sick. Right. So I I think if anything else, like I just had to be more cautious in some of the, in some of like the going outside activities. Um, But, and then also it sucked like not having a haircut, like, (laughs) like it, it really, yeah it it was it was tough <laughs> but yeah. yeah that's all okay Jerron, how have you been um i agree with the haircut thing but i'm starting to embrace like i got my gray hairs popping on and everything I'm starting to embrace it i mean obviously because <laughs> you got the pick in your head so you just like <laughs> you're dangling like it's like well i got a reason to wear this now it's cool i actually got my hair pressed for like the first time in my life like a month ago so, wow. That was, that was fun. I got my ear burned and everything. I had the black girl Easter, uh, night before Easter experience. <laughs> oh, <I'm> nice. <not laughs> doing this. I was trying to get my Allen Iverson braids that I never got in my childhood. Bro, I, I'm not <laughs> trying to put you down, but you are not braid ready yet, bro. Like, you need a little bit more left. <laughs> but it's cool. No crush my dreams. I'm uh, not. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not trying to have you out here with burnt ears, man. Like, that's, that's my goal. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, cool. But uh, I guess we'll keep going around with the same question. So, Jaron, how has, um, you know, COVID epidemic, how's that, like, in- impacted your life? And how have you been, like, coping with it? Uh, it's It's been rather rough for me. Um, I have COVID-19, or uh, so I, it's affected me pretty greatly with uh, me having a nerve condition prior to it. Um, I still, uh, although I have the antibodies now, I still can't taste or smell anything. And it's been like this for uh, for like a few months now. So uh, it might be a permanent thing. So that kind of sucks. Uh, I did lose a family member. It was weird going to a, a funeral that wasn't really even a funeral yeah like literally like 10 people in there and then you can't really have 10 people because like one of the, the ushers counted as a person and they were enforcing that um it was really hard to deal with that because my mom and my cousin who passed they were really close I mean like I mean they were cousins but they may as well have been sisters and uh trying not to hug my mom while she was going through that was really tough for me too um, aside of the loss of a family member, 
and me having it. Uh, I know work has been kind of crazy. Uh, we had like this huge order of ventilators that came through. Thirty uh, percent of our company has been our business is ventilators, or I shouldn't say ventilators, but oxygen devices. So um, it was like one day and everything was regular and the pandemic had hit and like the next day uh, it, the orders were just skyrocketing and it was so many people they called off and even if they had caught, came in, we still wouldn't have been able to keep up. And like there was engineers working on the line, there was managers working on the line, secretaries. Um, we at the time did not have great um, orders and um, PPE. Um, so that was a little unnerving. Uh, every day was just was was kind of bad because people were just exhausted starting the day at like four o'clock in the morning. People leaving late at night. Um, I think I left at like seven or so after starting super early before six. Uh, things have tapered off, thankfully, but uh, that's been my experience for the COVID part. Sorry to hear about your loss. Yeah, I mean, there have been countless people affected by this disease and well, for this virus. And I think that, you know, your testimony from all of this just try this shows the human nature of it. Um, up until right now, I didn't know anybody that was directly in my circle that was affected by this disease. Like, I always knew somebody who knew somebody. Mm -hmm. um, somebody who lost a coworker or, like, I've lost coworkers because of this stuff. But to know somebody as close as you, like, um, when I was legit say, like, all the people in this space is, like, legit brothers to me, like, I text y'all with the bullshit. I text y'all with the real shit. I text you about this house search. But, like, I do feel like sometimes that we, you know, and it, it's, it's opportunities where we can actually just like learn from each other and just bond with each other. That's another reason I hate this whole isolation thing. But it's just to see you come through it, drawing like you know, even being able to talk to you now, I would often sometimes take that for granted just because you know I'm gonna talk to them later. You know what I'm saying? But like just to be able to see you and you know, I know you said that you can't like taste or smell a lot right now, but first and foremost to be able to see you right now is it speaks volumes. Like I'm, I'm just overjoyed in a sense. Like that didn't necessarily like have the same effect as other people. So um, while I definitely um, extend condolences for the, your losses, you know, we get a chance to talk about it. So you know, just transparency moment. If you need to, you know, what I'm saying whatever it is, man, just just let me know. You know, you know, you got it. Appreciate it. Out. So, Jax, Corona 19, the Rona, all that stuff, like, how has it impacted you? And how are you coping with it? Uh, let's see. Well, it's been a roller coaster, just to say the least. Uh, I work in uh, beverage manufacturing uh, industry. And we were deemed essential. Uh, so, to me, 
I I haven't had to work from home. I haven't had I haven't downloaded TikTok. It's just been going to work, grinding. Uh, up until recently, I was in warehousing, and it was crazy because we're we're a central part of the uh, supply chain. So we we out here, our orders grew large. It seemed like our volume daily just went crazy because of grocery stores, uh, corner stores, gas stations, everybody needed product. And it seemed like as our volume went up, our manpower went down from cats getting out with the cats leaving because of high risk. We had a couple instances where a couple of employees actually either had it or they were exposed to it. So a lot of trace protocols and like every day there was a new COVID-19 procedure or policy. Um, <laughs> I grew up quickly during those, during the peak, uh, like when Detroit was mentioned on CNN, Fox News, everywhere, like this is an epicenter and things of that nature. And it seemed like uh, at work, it felt like we were there. I had to deal with like just professionally leading through crisis, leading through pandemics, changes. Cats usually talk about once in a career type of circumstances. And I feel like for all of us, going through this is something that we will never forget, especially if we were actively working during this. Basically, there was a point in time where it was me, another supervisor, and a new supervisor out of a team of maybe like six, six or seven management. We were running the warehouse. Uh, we were answering calls from our director, uh, the sales directors, and just trying to run, organizing schedules, handle staffing, try to keep the HIPAA, like, try to keep people's business private because everybody was scared. Everybody was frustrated. Like who has it? Who did it? We had people cleaning off. It was crazy. So a lot of long, a lot of long days, 16 hour days where you just wake up, you get coffee, you go to work, you grind it out. You laugh to keep from like just swearing. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was professionally, personally, I had to make sure uh, I had to make sure I was good. I had to make sure my fiance is good because she works in healthcare, so she was on the front lines with it. Uh, I had to make sure my parents were good. Uh, just I'm a very even though I'm I kind of keep to myself. I'm very sociable, and I talk to those that I, like I have love for. So just not being able to kind of check on folks. And I realized that I took communication and like talking to people for granted. It was certain people that I haven't spoke to and just little texts like, yo, what up? And that made my day. <laughs> or just seeing, like, I, if I don't talk to people, I'll watch their Instagram stories to see if they were good. That just gave me some type of comfort. So this whole COVID is is weird. Uh, wearing a mask is it's kind of trash because I have a beard, but it's necessary. And now, like those memes, I really became a meme. 
where I do the check, the pat down. Every man does a pat down before I leave in the house. I got my wallet, got my phone, got my keys. I got on, <laughs> I got on the main road and had to turn around because I didn't have a mask. <laughs> and I was like, this is the day that I became a meme. Like, this is my normal now. I have like hand sanitizers, like crazy because being in the manufacturing, we get, we get, uh, they show us love from Ecolab to the local distilleries. So any type of off-brand or just like your favorite brewery, like I had Atwater, Rusted Crow, Ecolab. There was another random hand sanitizer. I've tried it all during this pandemic. So right now I'm glad that it's season, but in the back of my mind, it's a flu. And we know what happens with flu-like diseases in the summertime goes away. In the fall, I kind of have that kind of back of my mind is like it might come back again and our wedding's in the fall so wedding planning during COVID is not it's not fun but uh, it is what it is so that's that's kind of my answer right there it's it's a roller coaster to say the least I just gotta there's been a couple of people that I know have uh, I can't even say like different season wedding dates I gotta say, have COVID wedding dates. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people have these wedding dates. Like I know somebody that's getting married in July, or still plans on getting married in July. And I'm like, I love this dude. Like always been fam, and I'm like, bro, you gonna have to zoom me in because I don't know about that one. Um, you know, and me and Jarrell talked about you know, you know, as you mentioned, you know, watching for your significant other. Um, looking out for family, things of that nature is especially when they don't want to sit their ass down. I'll just be like, look here, mama, sit your ass down. I don't care what you're doing. I'll have the groceries sent to your crib and that's it. Like, no, you don't have a reason to go nowhere. If you got to go to work, I get it, but no. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so Chris, I mean, I, I know you just celebrated a wedding anniversary as well. So I know you have a significant other that definitely depends on you to, you know, not be at people's houses and everything with the utility you're in. So how's this whole thing impacting you? Um, so actually, I, I can't say it's been as bad. Um, I thought I had a lot of complaints until I started listening to my brothers and I was like, maybe I should just really keep my mouth shut and just skip this question. Um, fortunately, like with, uh, I, um, I work in uh, a utility. Um, I've been able to work from home the entire time. Um, I think we've been home, working from home since like the second week of March. Um, haven't had to report into the office or go out in the field for anything, uh, fortunately. But uh, I think the biggest change for uh, for me is just more so like being more conscious of what I'm doing for myself and my wife. And it's like, okay, am I doing something that can endanger me? Okay, it's it's one thing to have to watch out for yourself and make sure you don't get it. But it's like, okay, if I get it, then I'm, I'm by myself and I'm alone. But it's like, no, I have a significant other. Like, you know, I have a wife at home who, you know, actually deals with a, a slightly compromised immune system. That's like, you know, I can't take that chance. Or, you know, I, I no, I can't. I've been invited to so many, like, oh, like, let's catch up, let's link up. And I'm like, 
one, where, <laughs> two, no. <laughs> um, it's just not um, – I'm far from comfortable, and neither, neither is my wife, to be comfortable with, you know what I'm saying, even – even trying to, to, to be in a space where there's, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people. Um, I think the, but the biggest adjustment is like, I think me and me and my wife were just so used to being busy every weekend, um, double book, triple book. Oh, this baby shower, this wedding and somebody's graduation. Um, we had several trips planned over the summer. Um, but I think actually being able to take a break and not feel bad about taking a break has been a, a struggle for both of us. Uh, to not feel like we always have to be doing something, and I think we've finally broken that 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 stigmatism down within uh, just within how we operate day to day. We're relaxing more. We're actually sleeping in more often. Uh, we check on our friends when we can, but it, it's 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 just been for sure a struggle. Um, but I think that's probably the biggest gripe of mine, which clearly far from important. Okay. So, I mean, all in all, I think to summarize this, I hate Corona. Like, I would never drink another Corona beer in my life. I'm good. Like. Okay, now you, now you. No, I, first off. You're reaching. (laughs) First off. I have never really, like, messed with Corona like that. It's always been, like, a blue moon or a cider or something like that. I agree. You know this. So I don't even know what is the thing. But at the end of the day, like, I don't even want to see the word no more. Like, I don't want to see it on the bottle. I don't know. I'm good. Like, that's just me. Like, I don't want it anymore. I'm good. Just Corona Mm -hmm. can't come in my house, and that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. um, for me in, in general, though, like, at some point in time, I, I told the story in a previous episode and to y'all as well, but for those that don't know, like, in February was the pits. I think I legit had it and just didn't know it. And a couple of weeks later, I figured out my wife, with the same symptoms as me, we got tested and she has antibodies. And so for me, it's just like, you never really know, you know what I'm saying? No matter who you engage with, no matter what it is. So even after we come out of this thing, I hope you all stay safe, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to be real hard not to give y'all hugs. I mean, let's just be real. Um, but you know what it is, what it is. So um, we have a lot that we want to share and discuss right now. So, you know, Jarell, I, I know that you have been, like, living your best life at home, in my most humble opinion. But it's not to say that this whole thing hasn't impacted you. But I, I want to, I want you to leave this part off about, like, if there is anything that you need to get off your chest, like right now, in the midst of this whole pandemic and and other stuff, other stuff we're gonna get into, but like, what is one thing you just need to get off your chest about life, like right now? Um, I would just want to say that I feel like there's a lot of I not even dealing like with the COVID, but dealing like with the Black Lives Matter and everything like that. I feel like there's a lot of finger pointing and a lot of like hate that's going on amongst us as black people like it's like everyone feels that everyone should behave a certain way um initially like when all of the you know protests and things like that broke out 
I kind of had like a, an opinion in my head about it, but I didn't like share it because I'm just like, who am I, you know, to judge or just tell people how they're supposed to, you know, behave and things like that. And then as the protests kept increasing and things started happening, I was just like, yeah, it was good that I kept my mouth shut because <laughs> because things are happening now. So um, I just feel like through throughout the whole like, you know, protests and, and Black Lives Matter and everything like that, I just feel like everyone should just, everyone should just support the way that everyone decides to protest and the way that everyone decides to feel about the situation that's going on instead of like trying to, you know, direct people's opinions and feelings and things like that. I feel like that's, that's basically, you're basically stopping progress. You're basically trying to like shut people down um, when you're trying to direct how they're supposed to feel. So that's, that's what I would say. Just let people uh, feel the way they're supposed to feel, behave the way they want to behave. As long as it's not impeding, on your life because obviously you know they're protesting because other people are impeding on our livelihood right so that's just that's just all i would say and uh, this might be hard to even talk about but we, we're gonna <laughs> open the floor up because first and foremost let's just get this out the way black lives all of them no matter what you assimilate with it all matters like period like and I feel like until people understand and hear this discussion, I mean, why? I don't think you need to know the why, but in case y'all need a damn reminder, like, just look around what's going on around the world. Not the city, not the state, yep. not the Midwest, not the United States, even though it's probably the epicenter, but the world. Right. And, you know, I, I know we all have, you know, matriculated through a university where... You know, it didn't seem like Black Lives Matter. Um, in fact, I received a an email from somebody, and they'll remain nameless. They know who they are. They probably don't listen to this podcast. Let's be real. Because anyway, um, at the end of the day, it was basically a message about. Well, I know that you know I was always annoying this and a third, but you as a black man really going through things right now. I can only imagine what you and the culture is going through. Blah, blah, blah. And just want you to know if you ever wanted a space to listen. For somebody to listen and you know I'm all ears I just want you I just want to know like how can I be a person uh, an ally of things of that nature and I was just like I don't even feel obligated to respond to you because for okay so y'all all know this but you had the organization that we were all in and still in and then you had the office right next door that did the exact same things we did but at the same time they ain't tell them shit and from all the faces you know exactly who I'm talking about um and so it's one of the members and it's just like what what would what do you want me to explain like you literally watched as it all went down for about what between four to seven years how long ever it took me to get my damn degree so, like, I don't feel like we. I need to educate you. I think you need to go to Hulu and go check the Black Story section and leave me the hell alone. Like, what What do you need from me? Um, but I don't want to hear about my own experiences. I want to know about from you guys' standpoint. Like, um, you know, when it, especially when it comes to whatever it is going on. And, Jax, I'll start with you. Like, what is something about the current times we're living in that you just need to get off your chest? 
don't know. Uh, to be totally honest, I'm just tired. I think that's that's just kind of like I'm tired. Um, yeah, another. I don't know. Like growing up, like growing up in places where I'm from. I've seen violence. I've been around it. Uh, I've lived. I moved away, and I, I listen to music that glorifies it. I listen to music that like preach against it. But it seems like it's always the same song. Every so, every couple of years, it seems like there's a new hashtag. There's a new outcry for the same old crimes for the same things. And it's like mentally, it's, I get fatigued. Like seeing another like black man killed, another black woman killed, and everybody shrugging on, like, I don't know how, I don't know why. Why does this keep happening? The fact that we have to keep explaining the same narrative and the fact that the media just, the coverage, it's so much, it can get so much at times where you, I don't know, it's kind of like you want to, like you speak out, but then it happens. You speak out, then it happens. And then your friends tweet about it, then their stories and whatnot. And after a while, it's like, like you kind of get tired. Not saying that you're giving up in a fight, but mentally, it's only so much you can see and how we keep doing the same we're doing the same song and dance. We uh, another life is taken unfairly. Um, We protest. We holler, we scream, we do that, some change is gone, some change comes, then our or not, then we're quiet for a while, then there's another hashtag and then another and another. And how social media and the media in general nowadays is always there. It's kind of like, you know those uh, strobe lights? After mm-hmm. a while you look into the strobe lights you just, when you close your eyes, you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm at that point right now with, it's like, we got to keep with the fight. And I I definitely encourage anyone to voice out, to speak their minds and whatnot. But it's, it gets tiring. Like, and I don't know. I think that's kind of where I'm at. And like, like try to f- talk to officers. Try to talk to like your local governments and whatnot. And I don't know. I'm, right now, I'm kind of trying to figure out how to balance. I want to be out there to support, but then I don't want to be selfish either. As far as being. Like me right now, it's not like I'm complaining, just being tired. I'm not tired of what's like our reaction to it. I'm just tired that it keeps happening. 
So I'm at that stage where I'm trying to figure out what can I do that's meaningful without kind of doing it for cloud, doing it just to say it's a new trend or whatnot, but try to do it for genuine, genuine change. So I guess that's kind of what I've been holding in. Cause like I, I like I know all y'all tag me. You know, I'm a black man. I love that, <laughs> but right now I got to figure out how to get over the tiredness so I can participate. Cause like I got a picture in my phone now uh, from I think I've had it in my phone for a couple years. Um, like the Memphis sanitation uh, strike, like right before Dr. King was assassinated. Um, my mother's uncle was actually one of those uh, workers. Unfortunately, it's not a picture of him, but the whole I am a man, after a while, that always resonated with me ever since hearing that story. And unfortunately, every time we say Black Lives Matter or another hashtag, I got to I feel like personally, I constantly remind folks that do not look like me or think like me to like acknowledge my manhood, acknowledge my humanness, and kind of acknowledge other folks' humanness. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's a lot. So just trying to figure out how to navigate through this while keeping while being balanced is kind of that's where I'm at right now that's what's on my chest so thanks for the opportunity because I don't think I've ever said this out loud until now so thank y'all yeah man no doubt that's what we're here for um so man like I, I feel it like I know that a lot of one of the, one of the things I, I definitely recommend that's for anybody that's even listening right now is for people to don't forget that you have the power to unplug um, before this whole pandemic, before, you know, both the COVID-19 one and the racial one that we're going through, like it's okay to get the information you need, get the highlights. You know, I'm not able to always watch, you know, when we could watch sports, when it's actually happening. Um, it's it's okay not to always watch the games that's happening. It's sometimes okay to get the highlights and get what you need, who won the game, who lost the game, whatever, and get the heck out of there because too much overindulgence can literally affect your mental state. And I've been the product of that, and I was just like, you know what? And I know y'all have all done this, and you can simply laugh and smile when I bring this up, but anytime that there is a White House briefing, I legit throw my phone. I'm like, nope, I'm not. I'm good. I don't want to see nothing about that. Y'all can, no. He gonna say something stupid and like drink some bleach and then somebody gonna listen and then I don't know. People are legit out here just brainless as hell. It's not our people, it's other people. I can only speak for us. So, with that being said, um, you know, I want to switch gears because, um, but before I do that, I want to know, does anybody really have anything to get off their chest right at this moment? I want to make sure that you all, you know, if it's whatever it is, because I don't want this to necessarily be a, 
a space where it's just I'm dumping, I'm dumping, I'm dumping. But I want this to be a space of empowerment too. So if there's anything else people want to get up their chest, we can. Or if you just want to be like, go ahead, past it. We can go ahead and go past it. Just real quick, um, I just want to let each and every one of y'all know that, you know, I love you guys dearly. Uh, I don't love you like church, you know what I'm saying, fake church love or fake friend love. Like, no, like, bang my line at 2 o'clock in the morning and, and you know, I'm going to wake the wife up and ask, can I go, but I'm on the way. Um, <laughs> best believe, uh, but just want to let y'all know, like, I'm here for y'all if y'all ever need anything. I don't care what it may be. Um, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a meal, some money, um, someone to talk to, someone to, you know, to complain about if, you know, you're just trying to hang, if you're just trying to, it, it don't matter. Um, you're trying to play soccer, I don't play soccer too well, but if that's just what you want to do, that's that's your way of getting it out or doing whatever, like, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely here for that. Um, but I just want to let y'all know, like, I, I, I love you, each and every one of y'all. I I I appreciate Jax's <laughs> Jax's notes. <laughs> oh man, best best believe this video is getting posted. We they gotta see the notes, man. Like I want you to know. I just wanna uh, also say something like really quickly too, like uh, making sure that um, depending on like the work environment that you work in. I mean, to just be straightforward for probably a lot of us, we work in very white, very old Republican, you know, um, workforce. So having these crucial conversations can be very difficult. Um, so, you know, you might have people who are white or whatever, or people who necessarily might not understand what's happening, making sure that you're drawing um, your boundaries and deciding what types of conversations, if any, you want to have. Um, because sometimes, or I think what I've been noticing is that people are willfully, willfully ignorant, meaning that they just, they've just been like going through and not paying attention to the things around them. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, what can I do to help? Or what can I do to do this? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, Black issues or, you know, the the experiences happening to Black people has always been happening. Like, it's not something that just happened two months ago or a month ago or last week. So just really encouraging you guys to, if you have to have those very difficult conversations in those spaces um, that, you know, you're really deciding whether or not this conversation is worth it. Right, because um, you don't want to waste your energy, you don't want to waste your resources or your time, like having a, a conversation that you know that won't produce anything. So, yeah, that's, you know that that's a very major key. Um, I'm thankful to be in a workplace that um, a lot of representation looks like me, um, but at the same time even though it may not be 100% white spaces, you know, there are some pockets of, you won't understand what I'm going through. So Ron, I appreciate you even putting that on the table. Um, and yes, that's that's one of the driving forces, the reason we even started this platform, because you never know who may need the space to say whatever it is. 
or just to feel empowered or to be a part of something that's bigger than them. A lot of people turn to like student organizations, which we all did. Um, some people turn to fraternities and sororities, which sometimes I question those decisions because I'm like, y'all doing it for the wrong reasons, but whatever. Um, especially with, there are a lot of, um, what I found, a lot of alleg- sexual assault allegations going on around, especially the state of Michigan. Um, that was heavy. And so this isn't just, you know, Black Lives Matter, but at the same time, they do because, you know, we, we often talk about the Black men that matter, but mm-hmm. we sometimes forget the spaces that the Black women matter, the people in the LGBTQ plus community matter, the um, people that are, and I've been guilty of this, but like the Black rich people matter, the big Black homeless people matter, the Black, all the Black lives matter, no matter yeah. what their circumstances are, they all matter. So, um, and everybody may not have the same spaces. So, Right now, more than any time, it's important for us to just band together and talk. We love you guys. Stay up. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, the Mental Matters Podcast is there. Um, check out the website, www.mentalmatterspod.com, and stream us on your favorite streaming applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and wherever in the world y'all end up finding us at that I didn't know about. That's cool, too. Um, Google Podcasts is one too. So, with that being said, you got anything else before we cut these lights off? Uh, no, I'm gonna do better on my next jerk chicken instead of the way I gave it to you last time. Listen, this man <laughs> pulled up and gave me the jerk chicken and rice, and for that effort, I love you and fucking appreciate you. Don't you ever doubt that. Yeah. However. You got to let it sit in the oven a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit more. I still ate it, though. I ain't get I was like, if I die, I die happy. I'm I ate that shit. But, um. Had to. Oh, yeah. So, with that being said, um, make sure you check us out. Get your merch. We still got that. We still sell that. And, yeah. All those good things. Love y'all. Stay up. And your mental matters. Back. Until next time. <laughs>